Hey, welcome back everybody to Sales is King. My name is Dan Sixsmith and coming at you today from Westport, Connecticut and it's Labor Day and we're getting ready to hang out a bit, enjoy the kind of end of the summer and get back, lace up the sneaks and uh, get back in the game tomorrow. And I came across a great article and I thought it'd be another interesting episode for us to discuss. And it's a new article, relatively new article from Entrepreneur Magazine. You could find it online at entrepreneur.com. But it lists the five top habits of the wealthiest salespeople. And I thought this was really, really interesting and motivating. And when they talk about the wealthiest salespeople, they give an example of a salesperson at an insurance company where the average uh, commissions per year are $75,000. And the top salesperson last year earned $700,000 in sales commissions. So let's take a step back and say, how do we get to that level? Um, If you're at that level, phenomenal. That's great. But if you're not, how do you get to that level? How can you 10x your commissions going into this last kind of four months of the year into next year? So the article explains some very interesting points, and it actually um, kind of corresponds to many of the things we've been talking about here on the Sales as King podcast. So the number one habit of these top earners is that they sell only to the top. They basically sell only to decision makers. They find their way to the senior executives, and they don't waste a lot of time with the non-decision makers and the lower level people that are not going to help them ring the cash register. And I think that's a very, very good piece of advice. You know, how do we make sure that we weed out the prospects that are just not going to make the decisions or that are not worth our time? Because our time is the most valuable thing we have as sellers today. And there was another interesting um, uh, article that came out. It was actually a podcast, but um, it talked about the amount of time salespeople spend um, and what percentage of their day is spent on various tasks. And actually, the top salespeople spent 45% of their time prospecting. The salespeople that did not do well spent a significant amount of time on administrative work, paperwork, CRM stuff, etc. So one of the key takeaways is, you know, how do we reduce the amount of time we're spending on paperwork and increase the amount of time we are spending on prospecting? <clears throat> and then not only that, but how are we going to make sure that we're laser focused on prospecting to the key decision makers and the senior executives. And then not only that, what do we have to say when we get in front of those senior executives? Can we speak their language? Can we connect with them on a peer-to-peer basis? And how do we resonate with those senior executives? The number two habit of these top sales earners is that they make bigger sales, not more sales. So they're figuring out how to crank up the dollar volume of each of the sales. They're 
expert at kind of upselling. They really know their solutions. They figure out how to increase deal size. And not only that, the article says that these top earners know how to fully exploit their current accounts. They know how to ask for referrals. They know how to cross-sell within the organization. So bigger sales, more volume with the current account base, but also the average selling price is higher than the less successful salespeople. So let's think about how we increase our deal size. How do we wring more water out of the towel of our current account base? Are we asking for referrals? Um, Are we fully penetrating the people that we're currently doing business with? Next, and this is what we talked about earlier, they only focus on money-making tasks. Critical. Um, And again, it's validated by the other study uh, that came out a while back on what the successful salespeople are doing from a time management perspective. Only focus on money-making tasks. Everything else is secondary. Paperwork, order fulfillment. You know, you figure out a way to get help in the organization, have people backing you up with that rather than you wasting a lot of time on that. So think about your time management. Think about how you spend more time prospecting, more time in front of, oops, I've got to turn off that email, Um, more time in front of the customers, more time in front of the right people, the senior people. So think about your time management. The next one is they know how to gain leverage. They know how to get leverage. And this comes back again to that current account base, um, your existing customers, and how they're powerful resources for you to get more sales. So these personal introductions, according to the article, that these rich salespeople use all the time, they're working with their current customers, the people that know them the best, and asking them for additional people that they can meet with. So they're taking the leverage of the current sale, of the current relationship, and they're turning it into additional incremental revenue. So know how to get leverage is number four. And number five, and the last one is, they prioritize outcomes over to-do lists. So rather than getting involved in the checklists and the minutiae, They understand how to remove the distractions, how to focus on the outcomes. Where do they want to be? How do they close these deals? What is the most important areas that they can focus on? And they don't make the mistake of getting bogged down in these unending lists of things that might not be important. So they know where to focus their time. They know that they are outcome focused. So very interesting article. I would definitely recommend it. It's definitely a way to think about your sales game and how to pick it up. It's the five powerful habits of the wealthiest salespeople and how do you and how do I become in that elite group of the wealthiest salespeople in the country and in the world. And that's what we'll continue to talk about here on the podcast. 
Um, we'll definitely bring in experts from the outside. We'll interview them. We definitely want to hear from you and what you have to say. And until then, we'll talk to you on the next episode and have a good one.